If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Happy Tuesday. Whatever. Another day. Hot in Jacksonville. I have zero energy. I'm bummed. Because it's just, well, it hasn't officially been announced yet, but sources are coming forward now. Um... I mean, Bruce Feldman, we got Bruce Feldman from ESP, I'm from college football. We got ESPN people. Thank you, Coos, the music. Can't get enough of that. Really set the scene here. The Big Ten Conference is postponing their football season, everybody. Is this, is this, is this like a Lifetime movie soundtrack kind of trailer, Coos? You know I don't have a good, good... This is all we had to work with. Listen. Listen, guys. We kind of talked about it yesterday a little bit. You know, there's rumors floating around and sources out there saying the Big Ten was going to call football. And it was more than one or two. I mean, it was a lot of people coming forward and saying that, right? So, obviously, a majority of me felt like this was going to happen. But it's one thing to talk about it. But it's another thing to actually officially announce it and put it out in the airwaves and just try to imagine now a college football season without the Big Ten. It's a bummer, Coos. This one hits home, man. You know, like, I remember when we were at the Players' Championship and, um, you know, COVID-19 was kind of the the new thing and, you know, sports were shutting down. The Utah Jazz shut their teams down and everything like that. And the NCAA basketball tournament said, nah, we're not going to do it this year. Like, that one hit home to me because I'm accustomed to that. But now the Big Ten shutting down, it raises a lot of questions. I think number one, obviously, now is will other conferences follow suit? Um you know, the, the, the Big Ten's trying to get ahead of this stuff. They're trying to be the pioneers right now, trying to be the, the NBA, if you will, saying, hey, we're at the forefront of this whole matter right now. Check us out. I'm really curious to see if the Pac-12 follows suit. Obviously, with the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12, they're kind of doing their own little click right now. So I'm very curious to see what happens with that. But right now, the Big Ten has officially postponed until the spring, and it begs the question. It begs the question of what is going to happen to those seniors what's going to happen to the guys who are slated to go to the draft number one but what's going to happen to those guys who are watching their peers right now in the sec in the big 12 in the acc playing football i mean if i was one of those guys right now i'll be honest with you i don't care if it was my dream to go to ohio state i don't care if it was my dream to go to iowa nebraska i don't care at this moment i'm hopping in the portal man I'm 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 not even tiptoeing in the portal. I'm I'm jumping two feet in, two hands in, and I'm all in that portal, man. Because you know why? I want to play college football this year. Unbelievable big news! It's happening, and no no wait and see for the Big Ten president say, hey, Harbaugh, hey Ryan Day, hey Scott Frost, hey all you guys, you think you got a lot of power? <laughs> hey, we got the power, and uh, we're not even going to listen to you. I've got questions about that. What does that do? Does that create friction on campus when you have outspoken coaches 
and administration. There was some thought, I got an email today about actually when we were talking about this yesterday, I said, oh, no, no doubt they gave the approval to say what they wanted to say and, and support the players. Well, maybe so. But to me, on the outside, until we know that for sure, this looks like Jim Harbaugh and maybe his president are at odds about mm-hmm. whether they should play. Is it enough to say, hey, Jim Harbaugh, huh, I'm out of here, man. I'm going back to the NFL. I mean, could you someday get to the point where it's because of this decision? Justin Fields, potentially the number two pick in the draft. I guess you could say potentially the number one pick in the draft, but definitely a top pick. What does he do now? Even with a spring season, do you sit out? Does the NFL alter its schedule for some of these kind of players to play? Uh, Again, we talked about the spring season yesterday. I don't think it's as big of an issue to play in the spring as some others do. And then who follows suit? SEC, ACC, Big 12, kind of in their own little pod. Pac-12 expected by a lot of these national guys who reported on the Big 10 canceling to cancel later today. Now, we'll see if that comes to fruition. But it looks like you've got two power fives and three power fives. And Mm -hmm. they're kind of doing a little bit of battle uh, right now in terms of their stances. And who's right and who's wrong? There's no way to know who's right and who's wrong. The Big Ten could be absolutely correct in getting ahead of this thing and pushing it off and planning for down the road instead of playing right now. I honestly like the position the SEC's been in all along. They said right from the get-go, we're going to move our season back to September 26th. That gives us a lot more time to figure this out. And they could slide again, quite frankly, if they wanted to, uh, much like a lot of the school systems do. I, I know we live down in St. John's County. St. John's County said, hey, we're not going to go back to August 31st. I think that was kind of smart. Uh, I won't get my kids out of the house, but I think that's kind of smart <laughs> um, to say, hey, we're going to see how some of this unfolds in Georgia and other counties in the area, mm-hmm. and then we can make more decisions. Now, the one caveat to that is for the SEC, they've, if you're going to start going, you you, you got to keep going, keep going, keep going, and then decide when you're going to play because you can't just bring kids back and, and coaches back and say, okay, get three weeks to get ready, let's go play. you got to give them ample time to get ready to go. What does it mean if the three conferences do play or one or two do play? What does that do for, like, national championships and bowl season and all of that? Wow, so many things to be answered. But this is the first domino. Uh, the Big Ten? Follows the lead of the MAC and then the Mountain West, and they say we're not playing football. But important note, not cancellation of football, more of a postponement with the idea of playing in the spring, which will come with its own set of challenges. That's the big story here on a 3 o'clock on Tuesday in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's a big story in Columbus, Ohio, and Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Happy Valley is not so Happy Valley in Pennsylvania, uh, and all the places around the Big Ten, but all the places around the country that love college football because now what? What's next? And how do you deal with it? Uh, a lot of questions to be answered uh, that we really, quite frankly, don't know. And much like this coronavirus pandemic, as sports were shutting down, hitting the pause button, we didn't know what the right and wrong decisions were. Uh, it looked like as they joined hands, it's, it was the right thing to do. Shut it down for a while. Was it the right thing to start back up for Major League Baseball? Was it the right thing for the NBA? Is it the right thing for the NFL? Well, I think that's still debatable to some. We're glad as sports fans to have it back. The PGA Tour seemingly has done all right. The NBA has done all right. Major League Baseball has had its issues. There's just no cookie-cutter way to do it. There's no blueprint way to do it. And uh, if you think there is, well, that's more of a view than it is a, a solution. Uh, on on what's going on right now in college football and really in sports. So when we talk about this Big Ten decision, listen, I'm sitting here right now, 
and I don't know if I'm cool with it. I don't know if it's the right decision. I don't know if it's the wrong decision, right? And and I can bring my political views into it, and I can you know sprinkle on some you know society views if I want to, but that is that's not going to do anything for anybody. You know, like no matter what you do right now in this environment, there's going to be a group of people that are upset. And I can go ahead and break this down right now with the Big Ten, and I can give the positives and I can give the negatives. But what rubs me the wrong way right now, that's what I talked about yesterday a little bit, is the fact that when we're talking about the sport of college football and we're talking about the NCAA, and I understand that these conferences, they're their own entities, right? They have their own conference networks on different channels, and that they kind of run things their own way. I get that. But at the end of the day, to me, it's a union. It's a collection of college football players around the country that want to play the game and that love to play the game. And for, you know, a small minority of them have the benefits to try to pursue a career in the NFL and make a better living for themselves and their families. So when the Big Ten announces that, listen, we're going to go against the grain here. We're going to opt out, you know, for the fall, hopefully come back in the spring and put, you know, some of our student athletes behind the eight ball a little bit. That rubs me the wrong way because now it's a disadvantage. Now I look at those Big Ten college football players. They're at a big, giant disadvantage. And to me, that's the last thing you want in athletics. You know, it's all supposed to be about fair play, fair play, fair play. Well, right now it's not fair play. And that's my issue. And once again, maybe eventually down the line, other schools will follow suit maybe eventually down the line the sec will come around i'm not sure but what i know right now is that there's one conference out of four out of five that chose not to have a season this year in the fall and that's a huge disadvantage well there's many actually in terms of college football programs now i think uh the power yeah but the power five 40 uh college football programs now will not play in the fall 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 programs actually it's not just football it's fall programs here's this is in from the big 10 just moments ago uh quote our primary responsibility is to make the best possible decisions in the interest of our students faculty and staff this is morton shapiro chair of the big 10 council presidents and chancellors and northwestern university president quote the mental and physical health and welfare of our student athlete has been the center of every decision we have made regarding the ability to proceed forward, said Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. As time progressed and after hours of discussion with our Big Ten Task Force, Emerging Infectious Diseases, and the Big Ten Sports Medicine Committee, it became abundantly clear that there was too much uncertainty regarding potential medical risk to allow our student-athletes to compete this fall. We know how significant the student-athlete experience can be in shaping the future of the talented young women and men who compete in the Big Ten Conference. Although that knowledge made this a painstaking decision, it did not make it difficult interesting while i know our decision today will be disappointing in many ways for our thousands of student athletes and their families i'm heartened and inspired by their resilience their insightful and discerning thoughts and their participation through our conversations to this point everyone associated with the big 10 conferences members institutions committed to get it and everyone back to competition as soon as possible the fall sports included in the announcement men's and women's cross country field hockey football men's and women's soccer and women's volleyball uh, so that is the latest from the big 10 as they continued on in a statement, uh, interesting they said painstaking but not difficult. That surprises me a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And they said, and they also use the word abundant, which we heard abundantly clear became kind of a catchphrase during this whole pandemic, right? Yeah. It's abundantly clear we have to shut this down, this down, this down, this down. We have to do this and this and this. Well, this is a forceful statement from the Big Ten. And it almost sends a message to me to the other conferences like, hey, you know you're playing with fire if you do this. Yeah. Like the the research and the advice says, shut it down. Don't do it. 
and you're messing with fire and obviously concerned about the dollars involved and everything else. And there's a lot of trickle down. It's not just dollars, but dollars are a big priority in this. It basically sounds like they're sending a message to the rest of the country in college football to say, you guys do this. You're doing it with known risk. Mm-hmm. And maybe because your priorities are not in the right place. No, and listen, I mean, last night ESPN dropped an article about how there was belief that obviously there's medical issues re- regarding the heart that's associated with COVID-19. I think five players officially um, have been said in the Big Ten to have some kind of heart issue related to COVID-19. Now, they didn't say what schools they're from, what sports they played, but five students as of now have had a heart issue related to COVID-19. And they said there's a couple more, obviously, in the power five. Once again, I understand it, and and I get both sides. And sometimes as a leader, sometimes as a person in power, it's your job to save, you know, the the employees or the students. You have to save them from themselves sometimes, right? We talk talk about in fighting all the time. Sometimes it's your job as your coach to save your fighter from himself. Obviously, the athletes want to play, and maybe, you know, the president or whoever knows more than we do, and they're like, listen, we know you want to play right now, but your safety is our number one concern. I'm just coming from the theory, though. And once again, I don't have the answers, okay? And and, and whatever I say, people are going to disagree with me no matter how I preach it. But I'm just saying, if this goes down and the Big Ten doesn't play fall sports and all of a sudden you have the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 play sports and there's not a significant issue that stems from it, I think the optics from the Big Ten sitting out, obviously there's going to be backlash and there's going to be a revolt. We will see. Now what do the players do? What could they do? Uh, where does it go for here, from here for so many talented players in the Big Ten? And, and, and by the way, there's this huge domino effect all over college athletics uh, from all the different sports, from cross country to football to everything else, to outside the Power Five, to the MAC and Mountain West who have already canceled as well. So all these kind of conversations go to them too. Uh, they're already dealing with it, just not as high profile, with as little less money at stake, and the the amount of players that will come from the Big Ten that will, or the Pac-12 as well, or even in totality the Power Five that will go on to play at the next level. That becomes a thing now. Uh, Dave Caldwell shared some thoughts that were interesting on that, as it pertains to even one specific player on the Jags football team, and that was even before this decision was made, but it did put it in perspective some, uh, and this won't be for everybody, but it will be uh, for some uh, college athletes that will look to play at the next level. We'll get into that. Uh, what Dave Caldwell did say about the Yannick Ngakwe situation might not have been a lot, but it was enlightening enough. And what are you thinking about the Yan situation? Have you turned your mentality on whether Yan will play again or at least this season for the Jacksonville Jaguars now that you've seen some things play out the last, well, 24 hours? Splitting with the agent and what Dave Caldwell said earlier today. We'll talk a little Jags. College football is a huge story. What are your thoughts? 904-362-9901. Can we get some thoughts on your haircut when we come back, too, man? That, that's the breaking news of the day right now. Yeah, it was before the Big Ten yeah. announced. Big Ten uh, Trump team. Got stage, man. I'm sorry. Um, we're cutting everything, obviously, today. <laughs> on the chopping block. I've been block. there. I've been there. Uh, the Jump in the conversation. Seriously, what are you thinking about the Big Ten? Did they make the right call? Should the others follow suit? Where do you sit on it? Uh, don't get political with us now. Your thoughts as college football fans or football fans or sports fans on what's going down as we enter the fall and football. College football done in the Big Ten, at least for 2020, uh, is the latest.
out of the Midwest and beyond. We've got more to come on ESPN 690, Star Star 690, and also on social media. Other ways you can jump in here on ESPN 690. We believe that discussions about short-circuiting the season um, are entirely misplaced, and I support Florida State continuing to play with the season, as I do all the sports uh, throughout the state of Florida. It's very, very important, and I think that um, if you look at uh, uh, being a part of a program like Florida State, this is uh, a part of really a storied tradition. I mean, you look at all the people that have come before who've walked through this university, the people that have um, been out on Doak Campbell Stadium and uh, and played some very important games. Uh, you become part of that culture, and that's something that you really just can't replace. That's Governor Ron DeSantis in Tallahassee today. And uh, comments about, hey, let's play football. Mm. Uh, essentially from some of the lawmakers. And... Uh, it doesn't seem like we're going out of our way to not mix politics and sports in 2020, does it? It's impossible, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's impossible. Like, hey, yeah, we'd like to uh, stick to sports. Um, okay, let's just invite the governor and the president on all sports shows and talk about it. It would be like trying to, like, it'd be trying to, like to dissect the Reese's peanut butter cup and only eat the peanut butter. Like you're gonna have some chocolate sprinkled in, man. And like with your sports right now, there's gonna be politics sprinkled in. It is what it is. Yeah, whether you 2020. Like. Yeah, let's go. There's no such thing. Hashtag stick to sports. Hashtag stick to politics. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and, and again, it's fine. Like, listen, everybody's got their views. I'm okay with people's views. I, I am. I am not a. This is a tough one, right? This one doesn't even come. Like politics doesn't even enter my mind on this topic. It mm. really doesn't. It does not enter my mind. I know it under, enters everybody else's mind. It's, again, you, you can't eat a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup without politics entering anybody's mind. I, I can't believe how people are shaded by it so much. It's just unbelievable. Um, so if you – again, I'm trying to say if you think – if you can follow me and think a little bit uh, in this sense, maybe it's because of what I do or maybe it's just – because I'm kind of a down-the-middle guy and I don't really get caught up on one end or the other uh, from a political viewpoint, I this doesn't even enter my mind, politics. But, of course, in the conversations the last couple of days, it's starting to enter the fray uh, big time. And to be honest with you, even without it entering the fray, I think it's a very complicated topic. I would love to see everybody play football this fall. Absolutely. I think there's a big part of me that says, give it a go. But I will say what I said yesterday. If I'm the president of that university, if I'm the commissioner of a conference, it would be very hard to justify it across the board. Mm -hmm. It would be hard. So I I am a, you know me, I hate sitting on the fence on these things. But give me all the information at hand. Mm -hmm. And I can seriously see... All right, let's give it a go. I mean, listen, my kids played some summer ball this year. Mm -hmm. We didn't just say, hey, you can't go out of the house and not do that. I mean, we kind of did. So I, I'd be hypocritical to say, no, I don't think this can work. Now you take – I would probably be the guy, by the way. I wouldn't, I'm not sure I'd be advocating right now as much uh, if I was in college for the, the whole waiver thing. I understand the movement, and, and I get it, and I'm a huge student athlete. Uh, they need they need more power. They need they need more supporters. They need more of that. So I'm okay with what they're doing. But I'd probably be like, if I was back in college right now during this time, I'd be like, yeah, I'll sign a waiver, whatever. Let's go play ball. I mean, that would be me. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, would I do that for the kids? I mean, uh, probably, mm-hmm. probably right now. But now you're asking to put me in the other the leadership standpoint of this. And, and now I'm in charge of thousands and tens of thousands of kids mm-hmm. and their health. Oof, tough to pull that trigger, man. Mm-hmm. Tough to pull that trigger uh, without full cl- disclosure or waivers being like, I'm OK. Well, uh, I'm off the hook. I mean, I, that is just logical. I, I don't I don't think I'm illogical by saying that. That's not, I don't even feel like I'm sitting on the fence. I, there are two sides to this thing, uh, and it depends what position you're in. Let me ask you this right now. Then. Not who you vote for. It depends what position you're in. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. The Stand United campaign that started out West in the Pac-12, uh, they had the stipulation that you're not going to sign the waiver. Yeah. If student-athletes in the Big Ten would have signed that waiver and said, we accept full responsibility of what happens to us, are we talking about right now the Big Ten shutting down? No. You don't think so? No. I don't. It's got everything to do about a waiver then. I think it's got everything to do with liability. Absolutely. So then why didn't the Big Ten try to bring it back up again But before they chose to cancel the fall season? Uh, because the NCAA came out and said that you can't do it. The NCAA, when they came out and said, we will support kids who opt out and mm-hmm. we will hold, you have to hold the scholarship for them. Mm-hmm. They also came out and said, uh, you can't have them, you can't make them sign a waiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will, we will support the, the student athlete through this process from a medical standpoint mm-hmm. that we will not ask them to sign waivers. And so once they did that, that was out of the Big Ten's hands. It's out of commissioner's hands. It's out of president's hands. You can't do it. Uh, the NCAA said so. That was the one thing they ruled on. And so the bickering of that part, Never happened. And by the way, that that would be a very that'd be a tough fight to win for the universities and the commissioners and the, and the conferences and all that. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that would look bad on their part. No, no, we don't want to take care of the student athlete. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, please sign your life away right here, justify. like you're going skydiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, that's really uh, well. And, and again, that sounds extreme, but mm-hmm. it, that's what they're basically saying is like, hey, uh, whatever happens, happens. So we can let's, let's just make sure we can play football, and we're not uh, from a legal standpoint in mm-hmm. in, in uh, you know, culpable for it. Sure. So, uh, but the NCAA basically didn't allow that. Mm. And uh, and good on them. They shouldn't probably. They shouldn't. I, I think student athletes should be supported. In that sense, again, me, I probably wouldn't have read that 20 years ago. <laughs> but like, okay, where do I sign? Yeah, you for know? sure. For I mean, sure. where do I sign? And, and okay, I'm going to go play well, baseball. And it also begs the question, how many student athletes out there right now with that hashtag, we want to play, would be willing to sign the waiver. In I retro- asked that question in, yesterday. In retrospect, yeah. you know, it begs the question. I Well, I if you said to them, I think it's a fair question. It's, it's kind of a moot point, but I do think it's a fair question, and, and I brought it up yesterday. If you said, and, and listen, these young student athletes, young men and women, should be fighting for more of their rights and power. And, and again, student athletes, I think, have been – Used by universities and coaches and, and the amount of scholarship offers and then ripping them away. That they, they, there's a lot wrong with the system. Mm-hmm. And so I am all for them using their platform and uniting and standing strong behind it. That being said, if you asked, say there was like 36,000 tweets or something like that about it, I think I read somewhere at one point. If you got those 36,000, you said, okay, hey, this is great what you're doing. But if we are, here's a choice. Sign that. And say, hey, I'm willing to take the risks, or we are canceling. Mm-hmm. You can't play. Mm-hmm. I would say more than half would say, okay, I'm going to sign that. Mm-hmm. I do, but then, I mean that's what I think. Well, I'm not saying they should. I'm saying I think they would. But then the problem is, though, is if you have let's say 60, 70 percent of those students that are going to sign it, 
what happens to the 30%? I don't know. You opt that out, essentially. I mean, uh, you would opt out. Uh, but again, it's a moot no. point, man, because they're not allowing for it. No, I you know? you. Uh, and, and so in that, in that essence, how many student athletes are going to potentially declare for the NFL draft? From the Big Ten. Let's just work with the Big Ten right now. I would say a good amount. I mean, it's a talented program. Some of the top programs. I mean, historically, Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State, they're sending a bunch of guys to the NFL. Sure. So you're going to have that group, what I would assume now, will opt out in the spring. They won't play that year anyway, it, uh, unless there are some drastic changes to the NFL rules. But as it sits right now, I'd be very surprised if they played, would you? No. I, 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 well, Justin Fields, is he going to play? No, he doesn't have to play because he, he's going to be a first-round pick. Like, to me... In the, in the big time, listen, I'm not sure how the draft's going to shake out this year. Theoretically, there's probably what? Maybe eight or nine, maybe ten first-round picks from the big time this year. Maybe a little less. I don't know how it works out. But there are some first-round picks, obviously. But the problem is what we talk about all the time, Brent. Like, yeah, go ahead and opt out you know, or go ahead and sit out this season. Don't play in the spring. Go to the combine. Make your money there. That's fantastic. But what do I always say? What's the most important thing you can have as a college football player trying to get drafted and try to go to the next level of the NFL? It's your tape. And if you don't have a lot of tape out there, it's going to hurt you, man. It's going to cost you. Like, that's the first thing that scouts look at. They don't watch the 40-yard the dash. They don't watch your bench press, your broad jump. They, Truth be told, they could probably care less. What they want to see is how you play on tape against some of the best, you know, college football teams in the country. So when you take that away, man, you start to lose some of that draft intrigue. You start to lose some of that draft stock, if you will. And then there's a lot of guys out there right now. Not everyone's Justin Fields. Not everyone was Chase Young from last year. Absolutely. Regardless of no matter what you do, your junior year, your senior year, you're going first round. Not everybody has that luxury. So once again, from a competitive advantage, you have SEC players out there with the possibility to put out more film this year. You have ACC players with the same thing, and now the Big Ten can't do that, man. Yeah, there's going to be players opting out, obviously, because they're going to be forced to, because you're not going to play during a combine. You're not going to play during an all-star game. You're not going to play during the drafting process, but they're going to be behind the eight ball because they don't have a chance to showcase their skills on film, which is the most important thing when you're trying to go to the NFL. Yeah, listen, I think I, I, you're right. Uh, there are going to be, much like this year, an undrafted free agency. You're not going to have a great chance to make the team because there's no preseason games. It's it's bad luck on a lot of parts. Uh, you, It's going to eliminate things. Listen, there are five rounds of the Major League Baseball draft. There's usually 40-something. Yeah. Took opportunities away. Yeah, there was undrafted free agency and all that stuff. There's always a way back onto or into the league. It just now becomes very difficult for some. Let me ask you this. It'll be interesting to see how they handle transfers and things like that. We, we don't know. This would be <laughs> unprecedented. The NCAA, has, NCAA has to prove that. Somebody yeah. just asked, hey, what if Justin Fields wanted to transfer to LSU, Florida, Florida State? I said, what about Georgia? <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I mean, listen, but, he, he could very well do that. But the NCAA still has to prove that. Where are they going to fall on that? Yeah. It will be interesting because there's going to be a wave. You're right. There will be a wave of that that happens. Absolutely. What do you think is going to happen with that, though? Well, I mean, if you're the NCAA, how do you handle that situation? Because are you really going to tell kids, no, you can't transfer in the portal? Like, this is the one excuse that you can't use? Sorry, I understand you want to make some more money and maybe get drafted higher, but nah, sorry, man. You guys can't transfer with this one. It's I crazy. Think, I think uh, I, I think it would be very hard to uh, allow that. 
to, for them to transfer. Yeah. Interest. It'd be very hard to allow it. Uh, and play. I mean, right away. You could always transfer, but usually you have to sit. Well, yeah. uh, but But to transfer this semester, by the way, semesters are like starting in most places. Uh, we're, we're August 11th. Mm-hmm. So we're getting really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would be very hard or to transfer into that January session and then play right away. Well, actually, you'd have to transfer now to play right away for a fall team. What am I thinking? Uh, I was thinking more from the Big Ten. You know, could you transfer over to the Big Ten? But I I think it'd be very hard. I I, I don't know how the NCAA would allow that. And quite frankly, listen, I understand there's a lot of unfairness right now going on in in what you brought up a lot, fair play, and how that's written on the walls, but in the NCAA. And it doesn't seem very fair right now to the Big Ten kids. Well, that's true. I think it would almost be more unfair. Let's just take the situation of, of Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields transfers say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to Florida State. Mm-hmm. Well, Florida State, you got four quarterbacks battling for a job at Florida State. Mm-hmm. You're going to come in here and say all the work we've put in and we've done and our loyalty here and, and we wanted to – we're just going to get trumped by a guy, a guy that comes in in, in three days? Yeah, but I mean, th- th- that could very well happen. I mean, listen, people transfer all the time, Brent. It does, you know but I'm they're saying? not allowed to play all the time. True. This would be a, total, a this out, would yeah. be a unique circumstance yeah. where you could load up teams. I mean, you talk about an uncapped free agency, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you could take. I mean, heck, if all of them decided if they wanted the LeBron James it and D Wade it, they could go to UCF and play yeah. and load up UCF or well, or Miami listen, or what else. You could, but keep in mind, like there has to be some kind of strategic move here. Like you can go ahead and load up your teams and have like the dream team if you want, but the whole point of going into transfer is to showcase your skills. If you're surrounded by a talent like that, it could be hard to showcase your skills. Yeah, I, it, it's true. Uh, I, it's a tr- tricky situation for those kind of players. Here's what I wonder. If I'm Justin Fields, mm-hmm. but again, Justin Fields is a great. He, he's gonna he's he's a very good player. Looks like he's gonna be a top five pick, and he's probably the second best quarterback. Most would say. Uh, you're North Dakota State. I would uh, be different to Trey Lance. Um, well, and it begs the question: What's he gonna do then? I mean, if anybody should transfer to a different school and play right away, I mean, Trey Lance is gonna be that guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, pending because the North Dakota State got shut down. True. Yeah. Uh, and the. But here's my thought. Mm-hmm. Let's just say this spring season that everybody's talking about runs, oh, I don't know, February to April. Mm-hmm. Ends right in time for the draft. You know what you're going to see? Remember all those guys that stood out for or, or skipped bowl games mm-hmm. and said, hey, business decision, you know, best interest, Leonard Fournette and others, uh, which has become the norm. Here's what you might see. You talk about that tape, mm-hmm. and it might not be the Justin Fields. It might be all those other guys. There might be a dozen guys on a, on Ohio State that say, hey, guess what? I'm going to play, but I'm going to stop in late March. I'm yeah. done in late March. I'm playing yeah. eight games. Yeah, That's it. I'm not finishing through the season. Mm-hmm. You could see that. You can then get your tape, increase your stock for the draft, still participate potentially in a pro day or a visit or whatever else. Heck, maybe even the combine. But I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that adds up because I don't know if that makes sense because you might not be able to be enrolled now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, and do that. Like, you might have to declare that before the January semester would begin. And actually, that does make sense now. I don't think you could do that. Well, could you could you just drop out? I, could, I guess. Could you uh, drop out? I think so. Of school I, I, think you're, I think you're kind of committed, aren't you? I'll have to check on that. Because now that I'm sc- talking out loud about it, you just, the scholarship. I don't think you can do that. 
I don't know. Kids, some of those guys, it would well, be worth the end. Of, it would be worth could, repaying a semester well, of scholarship. Listen, that's what I did. This. So, I mean, I opted to leave early. So I, I left for a semester. That's my, and then, my and then point. I forfeited though. my scholarship. In, but so you but, didn't go second semester your last year. Correct. Right. Well, I went halfway. That's normal. Yeah. My point is, what if you, you opted in mid. for January and February and then decided? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can do that. I don't think you can, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud. Yeah, and correction. So I think North Dakota State actually is still playing. It's the it's the championship. It's like their playoff. They oh, got the FCS. Canceled. Yeah, They've because canceled the, the championship. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, okay. Anyways, but um, this kind of begs the question, too. And let's let's go and play the game, and let's go and assume that the NCAA is gonna say they're gonna put a kibosh to transfer. Like, no, you're not. You guys are staying where you're at. This is not an excuse. Sorry, it is what it is. You guys got the bad luck of the draw. You're stuck in the Big Ten. I wonder if this is gonna affect how we look at combines and All Star games, right? Because I, we say it all the time. The combine, yeah, the 40 yard dash or something that comes from it. There's some drills that you can maybe gauge a little bit. But the bench press, but the vertical jump, but all this stuff, like how much can you really gauge about a player? And you put them through the ringer, you keep them up for, you know, 20 hours a day, make sure they're tired, take the Wonder Lake test. How much is that actually used in the recruiting tool or in the process to draft a player and also the all-star game as well? So it begs the question where let's say the Pac-12 opts out until the spring. Let's say the Big Ten officer right now is opting out until the spring. I'm curious to see if maybe we see a precedent where, you know what, the kids are like, screw the combine. Screw the all-star games. Let's go ahead and put the the most important thing about the drafting process out there, and that's our film. So let's go ahead and play some games, not worry about the combine, not worry about the all-star games, and let it go from there. That's a little bit of what – that's why I said I'm not as turning my nose up as much at the spring season. Mm. You already go through the rigors of this. Mm. This actually might be the best situation draftable players have been in. They're going to get the fall off. And then they can go through that football cycle. Yes, more intense in the spring than normal. But I'm telling you, man, it is a grind going from July through the football season, end with a bowl game, then start working out for NFL teams after maybe a few days off, then go to the combine, the senior bowl, uh, interviews, pro days. That's a grind. Yes, different intensity playing football. But you can... Maybe they just opt out. My point is maybe they play half of the season and yeah. they opt out of it. I, again, the rules on that will be interesting because we've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. So that will be an interesting part of it. Big Ten uh, statement out today that's got me kind of flabbergasted. Uh, we'll share that coming up next on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, I'm anxious to see what ends up, what the resolution of the college season is. And I know some conferences have canceled. You know, there's talk of other conferences canceling. Obviously, it's, uh, you know, we've done our homework uh, on a lot of these guys already. So the players with uh, play history and and a lot of video out there, um, we can make good educated decisions on. Uh, it'll probably hurt maybe some of the smaller school players or guys that uh, um, like a uh, Kalevon Chason, who who missed his uh, sophomore year and came out junior, maybe you'll see less juniors come out um, and then wait to play, you know, their senior year. That is Dave Caldwell, Jaguars general manager, an interesting play right now in the scouting community in the NFL. They have all eyes on this, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. He brought up Caleb on Chason, good example. Guys that might be juniors coming out could end up staying for their senior years. Which I don't know if that's a huge thing. Guys are younger and younger and younger. I mean, what's Chase on? Like 21? 
and he's already out into the NFL. Feels like guys are so young now coming out of school. For a bit there, they were all 22, 23 years old. Heck, Jan is, is four years in his NFL, and he's 25. He just turned 25. Yeah. So I don't know if that's devastating in that regard for for your NFL career. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends how you look at it. Everything has gotten younger. In fact, that's a topic uh, for a little bit later on today uh, in a good way. But I think about it like this. From a scouting community, LaVisca Chenault's a great example, and, and Caldwell brought it up today again, but he actually brought it up way back at the draft, and, and it stuck with me. Chenault had a really good year in 2018. To the point where, now he says he might have been like the top two guys on the, I don't remember that. I, I don't know where he would have fallen, but he would have probably gone in the first round, it sounds like. Oh, I mean, he was slated to go the first round. Yeah. All the experts had him gone first so, round. Then he gets hurt, dinged up, a little banged up. His stock falls a little bit, and he picks and he goes in the second round. Mm-hmm. So for him playing that extra year actually hurts. So we think about how this could hurt everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, it might help guys like him. Like if he had missed his year, he would have probably still been a top whatever receiver sure. and maybe gone in the first round. So it can hurt guys too coming back. You know, that's what I say about the Trevor Lawrences of the world. For him to go out on the limb like this and at least stick up for the rest of college football and players, I think is admirable because he's him playing. He can only go down. Listen, he can't go up. I uh, a few days ago I told the George Selby story yeah, where he was true. slated his junior year, put up some monster numbers, was slated to go first or second round, wanted to come back to South Florida at unfinished business. Much to the chagrin, obviously, a guy by the name of Jason Pierre-Paul came around from a JUCO, I think it was. And Jason Pierre-Paul went first round, and George Selby got drafted after me. So it happens. It you happens. Know, like we, we always think, we're like, okay, you got to play, you got to get that game tape on just to showcase your game and increase your stock. Well, mm-hmm. you can lose your stock as well. Selby's yeah. an example. LaVisca Chenault is an example. It didn't lose by much, mm-hmm. but still, first round, second round's pretty big difference. Correct. So it can happen uh, is the point. I think there, there's so much to dissect here. The Big Ten, they, they just tweeted this uh, a bit ago. Now I can't find it, uh, of course. Um, I'm going to find it because I just retweeted it. All right, Bruce Feldman said Big Ten's Kevin Warren on what changed in the past six days for them. Quote, there is too much uncertainty now for us to go forward. This is a novel virus. It is spreading at an alarming rate. There are just too many uncertainties from a medical standpoint standpoint for us to go forward, end quote. I probably said a lot more, but this is just one quote. Mm-hmm. You know what I would say to that? Say, what is this, from March? Mm-hmm. What was that quote from April? Was that quote from May? Was that quote from June? <laughs> they just released a Big Ten schedule last week. Yeah. <laughs> like, how the hell did you get to a Big Ten schedule if this is your thinking and nothing changed. You can't sit here and tell me that nothing changed in the Big Ten. Something changed. Is it the heart stuff? Could be. Could be. That was a report well, that came out last say night. It. Say yeah. we've got new evidence, new information. If that's the case, then say don't give us that. Mm-hmm. That's been the case for months mm-hmm. in the pandemic. Yeah. And, well, and by the way, I've not been one of those guys that says whether it's schools, whether it's sports-related, whether it's whatever-related. I am not one of those folks that say, well, you've had all this time to prepare. I do think things have changed slightly. Numbers have changed. You've kind of kept your fingers crossed. Do I think you could have plans and contingencies in place? Absolutely. I could have had those conversations for months and months. Mm -hmm. If you're in a leadership role, you should be like, hey, if we get to August now and 
this is where it's at. Well, we're not going to be able to go. I think they should have had those in place. But I do think information changes, maybe even the latest stuff about the heart conditions with athletes, or at least several of them. How severe is that? Uh, what we don't know, and this is why I bring this up, that statement to me says nothing because something did change in the last week. Mm. Either presidents, it finally came across their desk mm-hmm. and they started to give it thought, but they had kids on campus. I mean, they've got athletes on campus ready to play fall sports, and they just 180'd yeah. on Saturday afternoon when the MAC decided not to play. That's the way it is presented to us. Something Whoa. changed in the last 72 hours, 96 hours. Well, it wasn't the MAC. I mean, listen. With all due respect to the MAC football conference, they don't have jurisdiction to be like, well, if the MAC's shutting down, then I'm out. It's completely different. I think the MAC shut down because, I mean, listen, I'm not sure how much money they're generating, but I don't think they have the revenue for the COVID-19 testing and all that stuff to try to keep players safe. So I understand that, along with the Ivy League and the other universities following suit. I get that. Obviously, the Big Ten probably took a hit with basketball being done, all that stuff, but they still have the revenue to provide a safe facility for these players. Now, once again, whether they found something in the testing where it was like, you know what, we're, we're not going to risk this, that's on them and that's their decision. My big thing, though, is, okay, so we're sitting here now in August. Do you think it's going to be that much of a change in the springtime? Because if what happens in the springtime when you come out and say, you know what, we're still a little kind of taken back by what's going on with COVID-19. We're going to cancel the spring season. Then you've essentially screwed your college football players because now that there is no playing. They, you didn't let them transfer. You can't transfer. And now they can't play. So once again, and I get it, man. There's no perfect reason. There's no perfect answer here, Brent. We don't know what it's going to be like in a week from a, a month from now, three months from now. I don't have a crystal ball to show me that. But all I know is I'm not going to be surprised if we're talking about the springtime and we still don't have a great feel for this virus and some of the precautions geared towards it. And all of a sudden now we're talking about, well, better shut that spring football down. Well, here's the next shoe to drop. The the Pac-12 says we're done, too, according to Brett McMurphy. Uh, News conference coming up in the next 35 minutes and kind of like the reports indicated. And again, this is how it's presented to us over the weekend. Backdrop, then the rumors about the Big Ten and the Pac-12 game, hot and heavy, mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, into Monday. A lot of discussions and meetings that led to this morning, and now the Big Ten announces, and the Pac-12 reportedly has announced as well that there will be no fall sports and football in the fall. And my guess is a delay potentially to the spring. We'll talk about it when we come back. Also, I have FSU at four because there was more reaction on the campus of the Florida State Seminoles. We'll get to that uh, from Mike Norvell and others. ACC, like the SEC, continues to move toward playing football. Is it the right thing to do by these conferences to at least wait for now and carry on as planned? That's coming up on ESPN 690. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.